Right, so we're continuing, uh, we're continuing the story of the Chacham and the Tam. We weren't here last week. We're continuing the story of the Chacham and the Tam. And we were holding in the story is right now focusing on the Chacham. We're going to see, I don't know, tonight if we're going to get to it, but soon Rav Nachman's going to move away from the Chacham and go back to what's really been taking place at the Tam this whole time because now we're discussing at length everything that's taking place with the Chacham. And obviously, as we mentioned, these things are happening in a very short, in a very few lines, but it's really happening over many, many years where he's going through this process of leaving the village, going first to Warsaw, and then from Warsaw, he goes to the other, the other big town, this, uh, the second big town that he went to once he saw these people that, that looked even more impressive than where he was. And he goes to the second, second town, and he, uh, which is called uh, Ogarna, goes to the second town, which is somewhere in Italy. Then he goes from there to Spain. And then from, you know, as he said, Benkach, Benkach, Avrukamashanam. So all these va- various places that he's traveling from place to place, from Italy, he's going from, you know, from Warsaw to Italy to Spain. All this is taking many years, and we'll have to, we'll have to take a pause in a minute or whatever, I don't know, tonight, or maybe next week, or two weeks, whatever it is, to get back to the Tom and discuss exactly what's the Tom been up to this whole time. The Tom's stayed in his village, that we know, but what's his massive? How's he doing Parnassah-wise? How's he doing? Did he get married? Did he not get married? We spoke last time at length about the Chacham's, you know, inability to be able to get married because he was too much caught up in the Cheshbin, and therefore he felt that he needed to get a Parnassah before he got married. We spoke about that at length, but we'll see what happened to the Tom. Did he get married? Was he happy? Did he have children? What exactly did his life look like? We'll see, and we'll be able to obviously use that as a contrast to be able to see the difference between the Chacham and the Tam. Now that we've been discussing at length for the past few weeks, the Chacham will transition back to the Tam. And once you're able to put those two together, before we even get further in the story, we're ready to be able to see the difference of life. And then once we just see the difference of the quality of life right now in the moment, then we'll be able to see what happens as the story goes on. And then the king calls them, and then things get even, they spiral further and further out of control of the Chacham. And on the contrary, for the Tam, things only begin to get better and better and better. And we'll see, once we get to the contrast, once we see the difference of the lives, we'll see the way the Chacham and the Tam start to, uh, start to move the lives. But what we were holding last week, or two weeks ago, is that the Chacham now has been involved in, in various Parnassas. And uh, he's interested interested in something new. So he's traveled. I'm sorry, before before the Parnassus that he was in, he was, he's been traveling because his goal was not to settle down. His goal was to run, to look, to find. He didn't want to. He didn't want to have the ability to settle down. He's just looking for something more chashav, looking for something more impressive. And therefore, he's traveling, you know, from country to country, searching for something. Whatever he's searching for, he's never going to find because it's always going to be elusive. Because whatever he's looking for is never inside of him. He doesn't realize that ultimately the only thing that a person can find is themselves. And, you know, a person runs and runs and runs and looking constantly outside of themselves. They're not going to be happy. They have to find whatever they need in order to be able to find themselves. He's not able to find it. And we'll see that now he decides what we did. What I think what we ended off last week is two weeks ago is that he now decides that maybe it's time to settle down. Maybe it's time to get married. Now that he's seen the whole world, now that he's traveled through all the countries, now that he's become such a big chacham, he decides, you know what? Maybe it's time to settle down. And as we I think, mentioned two weeks ago, He's not going to find a wife. He's going to he's going to go to try to find a wife, and he's going to move from location to location and try to find a wife. He's never going to get married. The story's going to end off with him not getting married. And the reason why he doesn't get married is because too too much of a chacham to get married. He's too smart to be able to get married. No one's ever going to be good enough for him, and therefore he's going to remain single till the end of the story. Well, the Tom obviously got mar- gets married right away at the beginning of the story, and we'll see. He has Baruch Hashem a very happy life, a good child mice. But let's let's begin from the Hischalachshem and Philosophia Shaloi Malasis, right? So now he decided. Let's start from a line before that. Benkach, Benkach, Avrokamashanim. So while he's traveling from Spain to Italy, from all these places, many years have passed. So again, contrary to what we would think is a Maila, over here by the Chacham, it's a Chasarin. He became more of a Chacham, and the smarter he is, he's going to become too smart for himself. And therefore, he's going to end up destroying himself. He's traveled to many countries. He now knows about the cultures of many places. And therefore, he has the ability to have a lot of knowledge inside. And therefore, he became, became even smarter. 
Now again, he sits them, thinks to himself, now it's worthwhile to look at the tachlis. Now it's worthwhile to think about what the purpose of life is. And as we mentioned at the beginning, the Chacham said the purpose of life is to get married, to be able to have parnasa, to be able to support his family. So he says, you know what? Maybe now it's time to settle down. I've traveled a lot. I've been running and running and running my whole life. Maybe now it's time I want to settle down. I want to get married. Now he starts to think with the philosophy, which Barb Nachman is, is one of the most terrible words you can use is the word philosophy. It was something that Rav Nachman was fighting at that time tremendously, the Haskalah, and philosophy is, is the ultimate part of Haskalah. So Chacham is one aspect of it, but as we mentioned, the Chacham, the Kedusha. Philosophy is already where the Chacham went, if you, if you remember at the beginning of the story, he wasn't even called a Chacham. It's called a Bar Havana. That was a Maila. Then he went to the level of a Chacham, and now he's slipping even further down the path of Chachma from Chachma to philosophy. And that's really what's going to be his demise is that he's now involved in philosophy already and now philosophy is already, he's too smart and he's involved too much in the world of intellect that he's not able to think to Shamadik, he's not able to think with his lave anymore, he's only going to think with philosophy. And he starts to think with his philosophy, malasais, right? what should I do? Now using philosophy to try to figure out what to do, probably not the best thing to do, but that's what he's doing, trying to figure out with philosophy, with a lot of intellect, what's the best thing to do? He decides that the first thing that he wants to do, the first malacha that he's gonna do once he settles down, is to learn the malacha, to learn the trade of refining gold. Why? Why is he interested in that? Not because it's the thing that's gonna make him parnasa. Again, his goal is never to make money. His goal is never to be able to provide for his family. If that would be his goal, he'd be a great person and the story would have ended a long time ago. His goal is, running after covet. His goal is running after external pleasures as opposed to internal pleasures. His goal is always looking outside for outside validation as opposed to recognizing that the only validation a person really needs is from within and from the Rabbani Shalom. But he's not doing that. He's looking outside. And therefore he runs after the malacha of refining gold. Why? It's gedoyla. It's big, which means it's impressive. Everybody's impressed by the guy that can refine gold. It's no, it's beautiful, which means he doesn't have to get himself dirty as opposed to the Tom who became a shoemaker. Now, a shoemaker is dealing with shoes. He's taking people's shoes, people's dirty shoes and fixing them. He's creating shoes. That's not a, that's not a malacha no. That's not a beautiful malacha. He wants something that's malacha gedoyla v'na v'yesh it's not enough, again, for him just to make money because by him, making money is not just a means to an end. It's not just a way to provide for his family. It's a way for him to get more covet. And therefore, he needs something that's gedoyla, it's famous, it's not, it's beautiful, and also that people are gonna recognize that he's smart because of the malacha that he's involved in. He wants people to be impressed that when he meets the guy in the street and the guy says, what do you do? And he tells him about the job, the guy's like, wow, you must be, you must be a, you know, a smart person. Right? There's certain jobs if you say that, oh, I'm an actuary, okay, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you must have like a very intellectual brain that's able to think in numbers and you must be a very smart person. As soon as you say, sir, I'm a lawyer. Okay, whoa, people, people are right away impressed. That's what he wants. He wants that when he pulls out his business card, when people ask him, what do you do? Which to him is the question that gives him the most satisfaction because that's, that's the thing that he wants people to ask. Not how are you? Who cares how, how I am? That's not important to him, right? We mentioned last time, he doesn't really care about how people are doing and he doesn't want people to care about how he's doing because that's all, that's all emotional talk. That's, all, that's, not, that's not the thing that's gonna get him covered. What you, you, you're honest with somebody and authentic with somebody and you share with them how you're doing, that you had a rough day, that no one's gonna respect you for that. At least not in his world, in the world of the time, that's the most respectable thing you can do is to be authentic and honest and be able to share and but not by the world of the Chacham. The world of the Chacham, the only question that he wants people to ask him when he walks down the street is what do you do? Where, where do you work? Where, you know, do you work on Wall Street? Do you not work on Wall Street? What kind of office do you have? You know, what, is it a penthouse or is it just a regular office? He wants right away people to question him about the job that he's involved in, how much money he's making and how hush of the job is because then he gets outside respect because then he's able to get the respect from other people. People will say, wow, and he just needs, that's what he needs, the guy to say, wow, 
And when, as soon as the person that he's talking to says, wow, that, that's Hashav, right away, he ready, his ego shoots up, and now he's happy. Until the next moment when he walks in and meets the next person, and then he has that void again because he's never really filled the void himself. He's never really become satisfied with himself, and therefore, again, looking for outside validation, looking for the thing outside of himself in order, in order to be able to find that, okay, now I got it. Now, now I'm able to be happy. I just spoke to somebody, even my sister, just really told me, he said, that he was looking for a certain thing, you know, for, for, for a while, he was looking for a certain thing, a certain job he was looking for, and he said, he said he came to the place that he was so, he felt so comfortable with himself, where he was holding without the job, that when the job came, he said, okay, you know, he took it, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, he's like, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, this job, this phone call would have been like the greatest moment of his life. And he said he came to the point that he was satisfied enough with himself and who he is and his family life and what his own avoida that, okay, the job's, the job's an, an extra cherry on the top, but it, doesn't, it didn't become his whole life. And he said he realized that it came from a place of maturity, that he finally matured to the place where he's able to say, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that thing in order to make me happy. The Chacham doesn't live like that. The Chacham is never satisfied by himself. And he can never be alone. That's why we'll see he can never be alone. He's always constantly looking for outside validation that every, every person that talks to him, he just needs the person to be impressed by him. And every person, he's trying to override them in the conversation. He's trying to outsmart them. He's trying to out, you know, do them and say that, you know, my, my job is greater than yours. And everything that he's trying to do is just trying to impress the people around him because the only thing he's lacking his inside validation is to be satisfied with himself and therefore he's just looking for people outside to validate him, to tell him that he's chashiv. So he has a malach gedoyla, no, yesh b'chachma, and it's malach hashira. The most important thing, he can be wealthy because wealth equals covet. The more wealthy he has, the more money he has, the more people are impressed by him and therefore he can have a lot of covets. He wants malach gedoyla, v'na, or malach hashira. Right, the Gemara and Kedushin says that what, what malach should a person look for? Malach umnes nekia v'kala. You should look for omnis, which is nikia, which is clean, vakala, and easy. But that's not impressive, right? The one that's easy, the one that you're able to work for a few hours a day, be able to provide for your family, and you can sit the rest of the day with your family, you can sit by yourself, you have Yishev Adas, you can be involved in Avodah Hashem. That's what the Gemara and Kedushin says to look for. That's not the Chacham, because that's not Malacha Nov, that's not Malacha Nov, the Gedolah, the Yeshba Chachma, the Malacha Ashira. He doesn't want that. He wants the thing that's impressive, not the Malacha like the Gemara says, Malacha Nov, Vakala. Something that's easy, that's sweet, that's easy. They don't have to be involved in any questionable things, any questionable activities. Everything's, everything's white. He doesn't want that kind of job. He wants Gedolah, no, Chachma, Ashira. He wants everything that's impressive. Those are the words that we would say are the most impressive words. Gedolah, it's large, beautiful, it's smart, and wealthy. Right? If, we wanted to, if we wanted to say, who, you know, who's impressive? And the outside world, people that are famous, that's Gedela, people that are beautiful, people that are smart, and the people that are wealthy. Right? Those are probably the four greatest things you can say about somebody in the outside world. That they're smart, they're wealthy, they're famous, you know, they're, they're, they're beautiful. That's what he wants. He wants people to be able to say about him, smart, wealthy, beautiful, famous. So he was somebody who was very smart. Now again, he uses the word Bar Havana Ufalasaf, right? So Bar Havana was the way he originally was called, and he's also called a philosopher. So naturally, if this is a malacha that's going to be a chash of a malacha, you would expect that obviously you would need a lot of years of training. People are impressed by the doctor, not just because the doctor is a doctor, but because if you went through eight years of medical school and you went through that many years of training, you must be a very smart person to be able to have made it through three years of law school, eight years of medical school. So the kind of malacha that he's going to be involved in, refining gold, normally would take many, many years to learn. But by him, he's very smart. In a quarter of a year, he got the whole thing. Kibble means like he, he received it. He didn't even have to learn it. There was no learning process. In a quarter of a year, he got the whole thing. So right away, he becomes not just the guy who's refining gold, but he's now one of the greatest gold refiners in the city. Right? And to him, this is the ultimate. He outsmarted his own teacher. 
Right? That's the, great, the greatest badge of honor you can have is when you become smarter than the person that taught you. Right? When you're able to say that the Rebbe that taught me, I can, I can outsmart him, I can say shir that's greater than him, or I can be a smarter umnis than the one who taught me the umnis. He was working for somebody. He was learning the trade by somebody, and I was smarter than them. This is it. This is his badge of honor. He outsmarted the guy who taught him. So now he's the smartest, he's the best, he's the richest, he's the most, he has the most beautiful malacha. Everything is great. And therefore, right now, at this point, he should be good. What does he have? He has everything he's looking for. He has money. He has a good job. He has a famous job. He's the smartest guy in town. Now, everything should be good. At this point, the story should stop and the Chacham should get married and settle down and everything would be fine. Except the only problem is, he's a Chacham. And the Chacham is never going to be satisfied with whatever he has. Because the Chacham is Ezu Chacham, a Reyes and Neilid. Like we said, obviously there's a part of that that's Taif, that Chazal are talking about. Ezu Chacham, a Reyes and can see the future. But the problem with the Ezu Chacham, the Chacham that we're talking about is Reyes and Neilid. Right now I'm fine. But how do I know I'm going to be fine in two years? How do I know in five years the market's not going to crash? How do I know in five years the malacha that I have is still going to be making me the amount of money that I have? So yes, right now I have a malacha and it's good and things are going well, but his anxiety because he needs the outside validation and he can, and he can never be satisfied with himself is causing him to overthink things. That's the chacham. He's overthinking it and therefore he's forward thinking about everything that may end up failing and therefore he's not happy where he is. It destroys him where he is because of what may be. And again, that's the chacham. Ezu chacham arayas anayim. Chacham of bereshay. His eyes are always forward. Not again, not forward, just in a responsible way, making sure that everything is going to match up and everything is going to work, and he's going to be able to pay the bills. He's what he's worried about what is going to be in a few years of a few years time, and therefore it steals his ability to be able to appreciate the present. The fact that he can't live in the moment because he's worried about the future takes away all of his yishvadas. The whole mila of 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 the tam is that he has yishvadas in the moment. That wherever he is, he's making a pair of shoes, and at the end of the day, the pair of shoes is able to make enough money to pay the bills, he's happy. I, maybe no one's gonna need shoes in five years? I don't know, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to live my whole life in anxiety, thinking about what's going to be in the future. Right now, I'm happy, you have enough money, you're taking care of your family, everything's going well, so appreciate, appreciate the moment. The Chacham can't appreciate the moment. The Chacham can never appreciate the moment that he's in because he's always constantly thinking about what's going to be, right? And therefore, he thinks to himself, even though I have everything I need, I have malacha kazu, which means this type of malacha, a malacha that's gedolah na chachma ashira. It's got the four greatest things I can do. I have everything I need. It's not enough, right? Those are the words that again keep destroying him. It's not enough. Why? Not because maybe the market's going to crash. Not because maybe I'm not going to make enough money. Why? Because Today, this is chashav, pen bizman acher, yuchshav davar acher. Again, not that he's not going to be able to make money, but that it's not going to be chashav. That maybe in the future, the highest, highest job is not going to be a doctor. Maybe there's going to be something that the guy who's, the, the guy who's you know, in, in AI and is able to figure out the IT guy, maybe he's going to be more chashav than the doctor. He's going to be higher than the lawyer. Maybe the guy that's going to be in IT is going to be the greatest, smartest guy. So right now, yes, I have a good job. And right now, I'm an, I'm an usher. Right now, I have a chachman, no, and I have everything I need, but how do I know it's going to last? And therefore, the Chacham loses his ability to have any Simcha because of what's going to be in the future. And this is, again, this is the thing that destroys, again, we're all the Chacham, we all have pieces of Chacham inside of us. This is the thing that destroys us, is that when we when have something good, and something good is taking place to us right now, both in Gashmias and in Ruchnias, we can't appreciate it because we're worried about what's going to come after it. And what's going to happen when this falls apart? What's going to happen when I'm not able to sustain this income? When I'm not able to sustain this level of Ruchnias, what's going to happen after takes away from our ability to be able to have everything that we have right now. Is that, is that 
destruction of the future that takes away our ability to be able to have to have the nail. And everything, everything, the, everything the Yetzar tries to do is says, yeah, right now you're good. And, and I can't, the Yetzar can't take away from you that right now things are going well in your life. Whether Ruchni is or Gashmi is, but what he could do is say, well, things weren't so good. Okay, that's one part of it, is that I regret everything that I've done. But even more than that, how do you know it's going to be that way in the future? And the anxiety and the fear and this, this Chacham who's constantly thinking about what's going to be steals a person's whole ability to have Simcha and Yishvadas. The Tam is the ultimate Yishvadas. Today's good. So what, I have to be worried about what's going to be tomorrow. I have to worry about maybe the whole world's going to crash tomorrow. I have to be worried about maybe people are not going to respect me anymore tomorrow. Today things are going well. So let me enjoy the moment that I have. Let me appreciate the moment that I have and not get caught up in what's going to be in the future. That Machar is the thing that really destroys somebody. Again, there's a whole, you find by Amalek constantly this concept of, of, of Machar. Right, that the way we destroyed Amalek was with the concept of Machar. Esther Amalek also fought them with the concept of Machar, that she had the party. It was a two-day party when she fought Haman, which is, a, which is a grandchild of Amalek. But there's a Machar that Amalek does that destroys a person also. That Amalek doesn't allow you to live in the Hayyim, to live in the ability to say that today things are good. Today things are well. I'm able to provide. Today I'm able to care of my family. Today I'm able to have a, a day which was good. So why do I have to go to sleep at night saying that it's good, but maybe tomorrow is not going to be good. Today was good. Today's good, this moment's good, the hour's good, the place that I'm in right now is good, so let's enjoy the state that I'm in. Instead of being so nervous about what's gonna be when I get back, that it destroys it. People, it's, it's a sad thing, but people go on vacation. And, and the goal of going on vacation is to be able to try to take a break, to be able to try to relax. And the whole time they're on vacation, they're anxious, not because they're getting phone calls, that's a different problem. Let's say the guy doesn't have his phone. He's anxious about what, how much work am I gonna have when I get back to work? That there's gonna be a backload of work when I get back and how much I'm gonna have to catch up. And, and she's nervous about how, many, how much things she's gonna have to take care of in the house. So when she gets, so they're both not able to appreciate the vacation, the husband and wife are on vacation because what's going to be when we get back? Or uh, we don't know what's gonna happen when we get back. Maybe things are not gonna be good and maybe the kids are gonna be off schedule because we get, just appreciate the moment that you're in. The Chacham can't do that. Because right now it's good. Right now he has Asher, Na, Chachma. He has everything that he needs, but it may not last. And because of the fact that it may not last, I can't appreciate the moment right here. It's, it mamish destroys, it destroys us. Because we can't just appreciate it. Right now things are going well. Nachman writes, look at the man. Nachman writes, Hayyoyim in Bekalot Deshmo. David Melech says in Tehillim, Hayyoyim in Bekalot Deshmo. Is a klal gadol ba'avaydas Hashem. Klal gadol ba'avaydas Hashem. Shalayasam neged enov. Don't put in front of your eyes, and again, he uses that word enov, because Chacham is enov b'roshay, right? His eyes are forward thinking. Layasam neged enov ki'im oisa hayyoyim. Hayyoyim in Bekalot Deshmo. Right? Chazal Darshan HaPasik is talking about Mashiach. If you want to live in a state of Geula, the way to live in a state of Geula is to live with Hayyim, to live right now. Hayyim, Chazal says, reference to Geula. Hayyim in Bekalot Deshmo. Is a klal god of Avaydas Hashem. Shalayasam l'neged enov ki'im oisa hayyoyim. Hayyim ba'esek ha'parnasa. Whether it comes to Parnasa, which means what the Chacham is doing, don't think about the future. Now again, he's not saying to be irresponsible and not to have a plan going forward. But if you have a job and the job is going well and you're making money, don't allow yourself to be destroyed by what's going to happen if my boss fires me. What's going to happen if I don't get the raise that I want in three years? And what's going to happen if, if the, you know, the cycle moves in a different way? Don't, don't think that way. Whether, he says, whether in terms of Isaac or Nasa, the is Barach. Whether a person serving the Rabbanisham, Layasam, let I get Ainav, came Isa Yoim, the Isa Shah. Not just that day, but he says, the Isa Shah. That day, more than just that day, that hour, that moment that you're in, the moment that you're in, that a person is able to be Zeicha to all of Olam Haba, Bishaachas, this Shaachas means the moment that you're in. That I'm able to say, this moment, the Isa Shah, this moment's everything. A person wants to get involved in Avodah Hashem, it's very heavy. Why? Because I want to start learning brachas of base. 
But I know that there's Nida. And from Brachas to Nida is a long, long journey. It's going to be many, many Mesechtas, and it's seven and a half years. If I'm doing Daf Yaimi, it's going to take me a long time. And if I'm doing a Raisa, and if I'm doing, you know, Amid Yaimi, it's, it's many, many, many years. So the, the inability to be able to start Brachas Daf Beis is because I know the journey from Brachas Daf Beis till the end of Nida is seven years, 14 years, 20 years, 30 years. So I can't do it. It's a Masa Kavi. We have Shalil Asimah Masa Kavi because I can't hold the whole Shas on my shoulders. It's too heavy. Avol Kishi Yachshav. But if I'm not thinking about every right now, t- today, can I learn Dav base? I can learn Dav base today. Tomorrow, can I learn Dav Gimel? Yes. So the inability to be able to, to, to you know, look at the whole thing at once and be able to look at the whole thing as a Masa Kaveh, to not do that, to just look at today, allows me to say, today I can be successful. Right? There was, there was one of the Mashpim in, 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 uh, in Chabad, who I think it was the Rebbe Yat said about him, either the Rebbe or the Rebbe Yat, I don't remember, said about him that he was the, the Balatanius Bainini. To be the Balatanius Bainini, you have to be somebody who. We would call the ultimate, ultimate tzaddik. A bainini, according to the Baltanya, and you know, over there, explains what a bainini is. A bainini is somebody who hasn't done anything wrong. Machshava Dibar Maisaf, from the time he was born until the time he dies, everything external is perfect. The only challenge and the only difference between the bainini and the tzaddik is that inside he's not 100% a tzaddik, that there's still some sort of struggle and various levels inside. That's where the Baltanya teaches what a bainini is. So it was one, it was one Mashpia, I think the Rebbe Yatzir, if I remember correctly, that he was a bainini. So they asked him, they said, How is a Chaykh to be a bainini? So he said, If you take the moment right now, the moment that you're in, right? It's 9.14. At this moment, can you be a Bainini? Can you make sure that for the next moment, the next 60 seconds, you don't think anything wrong and you're only thinking about Hashem and being the of your thoughts to just be makash yourself to Hashem and you're not speaking any Lashanari, you're not saying anything wrong and you're not doing any wrong actions? That's it, yeah. For 60 seconds, I could be a Bainini. So he said, so that's what I've been doing my whole life. That for 60 seconds, I'm a Bainini. And then it comes to 9.15, and for another 60 seconds, I'm a Bainini. And 9.16, another 60 seconds. And I've been doing that my whole life. So my I'm able to, it accumulates that I'm able to be a Bainini for my whole life. But the inability to be a Bainini is because to be a Bainini means that from the day I'm born till the day I die, I have to be perfect. I can't do that. That's the Masa Kaved of the Chacham. That right now, Pardas is going well, but, but to be able to hold this job from now until I retire, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could stay in this job for the rest of my life. But right now it's going well, you're happy, you feel satisfied, you're making money, you bring on Parnassah. So what are you worried about? What's gonna be in 10 years? I spoke to someone a, a while ago, someone who's quitting his job. Why is he quitting his job? He told me right now everything's good. He's making enough Parnassah, everything's going well. But he doesn't know that in, in three, four, three, four years time, he's still gonna be happy. Okay, what are you worried about in three, four years time now? You're happy now, you're making money, you have Parnassah, you're moving up in the company. So you're gonna quit your job and go get another job and think that you're gonna be happy there in four years? You don't think that in two years into that job, you're gonna have the same thoughts that maybe I'm not gonna be happy in four years over there? It's always gonna eat at a person. A person is not able to live in Hayyoyim in Bekailatishmo. Today, this hour. Is it going well? It's going well. And don't worry about tomorrow. To say tomorrow I'm gonna begin. The only thing you have is today. You don't have tomorrow. Not, not, you don't have to be worried about what's going to be tomorrow, and you can't either push off from today till tomorrow. The only thing you have in this world, the only thing you have is today, in this moment, this hour that you're standing in. Tomorrow is a whole new world. And tomorrow, I don't have to be worried about today because it's a different world. You have to understand that very well. You have to be a Tam. To be able to understand this chachma of what it means, hayyim and bekeilu that I'm just living with today. The chacham can't do that. The chacham is ena bereishay. His eyes are constantly forward looking, and therefore he's not able to be happy at all with what he's doing. Because you're right. Right now it's going well, but how do I know that tomorrow it's going to go well? And therefore this is what happens. I have this malacha. It's going well. It's not good enough. Why? Hayyim. Now he uses that word hayyim. Hayyim chashav zois. 
So again, according to the Torah, we just learned Hayyim Chashev Zois. Now stop, period. End of sentence. Hayyim Chashev Zois. Today is Chashev. So what are you worried about? Pen Bizman Acher. What are you worried about? Another time. It's not now. It's not here. It's not right now. So what are you worried about? Azman Acher. But Pen. Now Pen is the word that destroys him. Again, Pen Yerbu. Right? Kain Pen Yerbu. That's what Pare said. Pen Yerbu. That Pen. Pen means maybe. Right? Pen means maybe. I don't know. Not that it's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe. And again, it's that. Question mark. That's Suffolk, which is Amalek. Amalek is Matri Suffolk that, that eats away at the Chacham. Amalek is the Indian of Chacham. Amalek is the Indian of. Uh, Amalek is called Reish's Goyim Amalek. Reish is the Indian of Chachma. Reish is Chachma, Yuris Hashem. Amalek is the concept of the Chachma of all the Umais, but it's the Chachma which says, Pen, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, not, maybe it's not going to work out. Maybe things are not going to be this way forever. Maybe I'm going to be miserable in five years. Maybe my job's going to fail. Maybe my boss is going to fire me. Maybe no one's going to need gold anymore. Maybe the market's going to crash and no one's going to need hospitals anymore. That maybe that destroys a person, that's what happens to the Chacham. Pen, maybe, maybe, maybe at another time, something else is going to be Chacham. And again, he's not even worried about losing money. He's just worried about losing his stature. He's just worried about people stopping to respect him. Because again, the only thing the Chacham cares about is outside validation. So maybe now I have the outside validation. How do I know it's going to last? How do I know she's still gonna like me six months after we're married? I don't know. Right now, things are going well. We're dating and things are going, I don't know if she's still gonna like me later. I don't know. So if I'm reliant, 100% reliant on outside validation, then I'm always afraid that maybe right now people are giving me outside validation. How do I know what's gonna last? But if I have what the Tom has, which is that I feel comfortable with myself, I feel good, I'm okay, that I'm able to recognize that I'm good, I'm shalim, I'm able to be shalim, ish tam, I'm shalim where I am, and I'm not chasing outside validation, then I'm not so worried. I'm not so worried about what are people gonna think about me in six months? What are people gonna think about me in five years? I don't know, it's not so important. Okay, obviously everybody wants to be, everybody, everybody wants to have a certain aspect of that a person, a person is to be you know, connected to other people and a person wants other people to respect them. That's the natural you know, tendency of people is to have COVID, but it's not, my, it's not my driving force behind my life that I'm running my whole life about around how are people gonna give me COVID? What's gonna happen if they don't give me COVID? What's gonna happen if I go to a new city and nobody recognize me, recognizes me and I'm standing outside and I, I talk to people and nobody, nobody's able to see who I am. Somebody told me that he, he remembers that, somebody just told me this two weeks ago, he said that he spoke to a certain singer, one of the big you know, famous singers when this guy was first beginning his career. And he met him by recording studio and he asked him, he said, you know, what's your name? You don't know who he was. At that point, the guy had just started his career. And uh, obviously the singer already thought that he was world famous, but this guy didn't know who he was. So he asked him, he said, you know, uh, what's your name? He said, if you don't know my name, forget it. It's not worth telling it to you. <laughs> right? He met him years later and he said, Baruch Hashem, he said the beginning of his career and he was very, very egotistical and he realized that he was, you know, full of himself. But, but again, this is the problem. If, I, if my whole if my whole joy in life is outside of validation, so then I'm worried about what happens if I go to a new shul and nobody recognizes me and I'm standing in shul and I'm waiting for people to give me COVID that I'm that guy, I'm that singer, I'm that famous person, I'm the chacham, I'm the guy who refines gold and nobody recognizes me. So what's gonna happen? <laughs> my whole life's done because again, my life is reliant on outside of validation. But if I'm good by myself, I don't need anybody to recognize me. I could be in a place where nobody knows who I am. I could be in a place where nobody respects me because nobody knows what I do and I don't have to tell anybody what my job is and I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm happy to being bothered. I'm happy being alone because I'm happy with who I am and therefore I'm not chasing outside validation. But the Chacham is nervous that maybe in a few years time, people are not gonna respect me. If nobody respects me, so then my life's over because then there's no point of living. Halach v'hamad atzmai, it's a steinschneider. So he moves from refining gold, he removes to working with, working with diamonds, cutting stones, Right, Stein means a, a, like a stone. Schneider means someone who's cutting, someone who's cutting stones. Somebody who's a diamond cutter, much more chashev. 
right? Much more chashev seemingly, going from gold to diamonds, something which is more respectable, more chashev, and he's, he's pretty confident that the diamond industry is going to outlast the gold industry. Now again, because he's very smart, again, in a quarter of a year, he gets the whole thing. He becomes an expert diamond cutter in a short amount of time. Again, now everything's good. He has two jobs now. So now he has a backup. In case the gold industry goes down, he has a diamond industry. Now in case the diamond industry goes down, he has a gold industry. He should be good. He has the two most precious materials that he has in the world, gold and diamonds. Everything should be fine. He has, even has a backup plan. Now the problem is his, his secret bunker in the bottom of his house is not going to give him enough, enough peace. And he's still not going to be at peace because maybe that's not going to work out either. Maybe both gold and diamonds are going to go under. Right? What are the chances? I don't know, but maybe. Again, if I'm living in the world of Suffolk, living in the world of Amalek, if I'm living in the world of the Chacham, then that pen is always going to eat at me, even if I have a backup. And even if everything based on Chachma and Seichel should be fine, but it's never going to be fine. It's never going to be enough because whatever I have is never enough because maybe it's going to fall apart. And therefore, Machma Savanah Shalai Kibbal gets it in a quarter of a year, but Achakach. And then it go, again, Yashav Atzmah Philosophy Shalai. He sits with his philosophy. Gam omnis. Now I have two jobs, a backup. Miyadea, who knows? Right? Miyadea, who knows? Maybe they're both not going to be Khashiv. Right? What are the changes? I don't know. Now again, not that the both of the industries are maybe they're gonna lose their respect and value in the eyes of other people. Toivli, it's good for me, right? Again, not really good, but he thinks it's good. umnis, I have to figure out, he says, what's gonna be the kind of umnis, what's gonna be the kind of job that's gonna stay chashev forever, that people are always going to need. So what's he going to do? What's the one thing people always need? Doctors, right? Even, even when people don't have money and even when people don't respect gold and diamonds because people can't afford it, people always need medical help. People always need, people are fragile, people are human and people are always gonna need hospitals, people are gonna need caretakers, people are gonna need nurses, doctors. People are always gonna need medical care and it's something which is a very profession. Both in those days, nowadays also, it's considered to be something very respectable. You need to spend many years in school, many years becoming very, very smart. And therefore he says, if I did gold and I did diamonds, and both of them fail, you know what, I'm gonna learn how to become a doctor. And by becoming a doctor, that, that will be something that I'll for sure be able to be satisfied, that regardless of where I go, regardless of where I end up, regardless of whether, whether I'm in a city which can afford the gold and diamonds, or I'm in a city which is you know, the tri a tribe in the middle of Africa which can't afford gold and diamonds, it doesn't care for it, but they definitely need a doctor. When I come into that tribe, when I come into that village in the middle of Africa and I tell them that I'm a doctor and I can heal them, then I'll get respect even over there. Even my people that can't appreciate the value of gold and diamonds, they'll appreciate the value of a doctor, somebody that's able to heal them. And therefore he says, Yashav la'atzma, he thinks to himself, I have both, but toivli lomot umnus, she la'olam. I need something that's gonna be chashav forever. No, nothing lasts forever, but in his mind, he needs something that's gonna be consistent outside validation, something that people are always gonna give him respect. So he says, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna learn before. I'm gonna become a doctor. It's something that's necessary. It's always necessary and it's always chashev. If you save somebody's life, people are always gonna respect you. People will always give you a lot of thanks. If you're the person that was able to save them, people are always gonna give you a tremendous amount of chashivas and people will say, he's the person that saved our grandfather's life and therefore people are gonna give him chashivas. It's something that's always necessary something that makes a lot of money, something that's a clean job, and has all of, all of the milas that he wants. He wants something, again, that's malacha gedoyla, it's famous, the doctors are famous, especially the big doctors. He wants something that's no, that's clean, that's beautiful. Being a doctor is a very clean job, right? All the nurses do all the dirty, dirty work, and the doctor just comes in for a few minutes, checks over the patient, and does just the little thing that he needs to do. It has chachma, obviously to be a doctor, you need to be very smart, and it's malacha shira, and it's something that's gonna make him rich. So it has the four components that he needs in a job, it needs to be, again, famous, 
easy, whatever, no, I shouldn't say easy, but beautiful. It needs to be famous, beautiful, wealthy, and smart. It has the four components that it needs, and therefore, and it's something which is gonna last forever, which is this new thing that he only realized now that he needs, and therefore, this is the best. Everything should end now. He's gonna become a doctor, and therefore, he's gonna reach the pinnacle of his career. Now he has something which can last forever, and everything should be fine. The, end, the story should end with the Chacham just being satisfied, being a gold refiner, a diamond cutter and a doctor is three professions. One of them will last forever. The other two, L'chair will last forever. And even if those other two fall apart, he's got the third, the ultimate backup. He's got everything, everything put together and therefore he should be good. But obviously the story is not going to end there. So what happens? So what does he do? So in order to learn how to be a doctor, the first thing you need to do if you want to become a doctor, first you have to learn Latin. Right, they used to write the prescriptions even not so long ago in Latin. Everything was done in Latin. So before you become a doctor, he has to learn Latin. And you have to learn how to write it. philosophy. So part of what needs to take place, as opposed to when he's working with gold and diamonds, gold and diamonds is not philosophy. It's you know, just have to figure out basic, you know, how to refine gold and how to cut diamonds. It's a chachma, but it's not it's not a chachma which is based on philosophy. Medicine and being, becoming a doctor is all based on philosophy. It's all based on science. It's all based on the world of philosophy. And therefore he now learns, needs to learn Latin and he learn, learn, needs to learn how to be a philosophy. So again, there's a side why every one of them is a quarter of a year, but he learns it also in a quarter of a year. Now becomes somebody who's all the way to the top. He becomes very, very smart. Well, again, Rabbi Nachman himself, and this is Shmuz for another time, Nachman himself is not very, very fond of doctors. Nachman himself held that doctors were destroying people and killing people. And doctors, because of the fact that they thought that they were so intelligent and so smart, like this person, the Chacham thinks that he is, they thought that they knew better than anybody else. And therefore, they were prescribing and giving people medication that would ultimately harm people. And Rabbi Nachman says, doctors are not so smart. And even you see this Bismanenu, it's one of the rise of Nachman Bro, is you could have the greatest, greatest doctors, and they fight each other, but on something that's mamish menakatsa lakatsa. From, from one side to the other. You'll have one doctor that will tell you that if you eat a spicy thing, you're gonna, the person's gonna die. Another doctor will say, if you don't eat the spicy thing, the person's gonna die, and you have to eat something sweet. And the first doctor will say, if you eat something sweet, you're gonna die. And they're mamish, they're, 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 they have a stira mineu obey with the two biggest doctors, and they're saying the exact opposite. And they both hold themselves to be the biggest, smartest doctors that ever, that ever, that ever were ever created. That's why Chazal said, It's because of this philosophy and chachma and that comes with a doctor. That's why it's a tefillah that Chazal instituted that a reifah should say, is a tefillah for the reifah, the reifah should say, that a tefillah for the person who's taking medication should say, to remember that it's not the doctor that's healing, it's the Rabbanishim that's healing. Because dafka when it comes to refuah, that a person thinks, you know, Chaim and Mavis is in the hands of the Rabbanishim. And here you have a doctor who's able to make somebody that's on his deathbed able to bring him back to life. It's very, very scary, a lot scarier than being a diamond, you know, diamond cutter or a gold refiner. This ability to be able to say specifically about doctors is a lot more prevalent and a lot more shayach. And therefore, the Chacham wants to get that because he's looking for the ultimate the ultimate chashivas, the ultimate where people, people are going to say he brought people back to life, he gave people life, and therefore that's what he's looking for. Now again, we'll continue next week what happens after he becomes a doctor, and we'll continue one more part with what happens once he becomes a doctor, and then we're going to reach Hashem, we'll go back to the town. Right, he said by the perm, by the perm, by the by perm, uh, the perm cut, and he called him, he's talking about the Tama, maybe I'll mention next week what he's saying about the Tama, but he said, called him the Tama Kaddish, the Heligatam, the Heligatam, that was the lesson that he used. Mitzvah will go back next week to uh, try to move move past the Chacham and get to the Heligatam and Mitzvah next week and continue on with uh, how, how beautiful and joyous the life of the Tama is, regardless of the fact that he does not have everything the Chacham has. I shouldn't say regardless, because he doesn't have everything that the Chacham has, he ends up being living a joyous, happy, Life full of you share with us. Okay, we'll see you next week.